Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on The Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to boss through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like group community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops. You know, we basically do it, sis. We're noticing one-stop shop for empowerment, and you are listening to The Woman Podcast podcast where I sit down with female entrepreneurs or Debbie bosses rather which is what we like to call them and I sit down with them and I talk with them not only about their journeys of becoming bosses up until the point that we record this episode but also the topic at hand if this is your first ever listening on our podcast and we do updates in the beginning of every single episode and we have two for you ladies this week so you ladies are the first to know WO National Mentorship Applications reopen next Friday on the 26th don't say I didn't tell y'all because because I did, and y'all know y'all get all the gems before we even announce on our official company platform. So next Friday, we will be reopening National 101 Mentorship Applications. You ladies know they open at most only twice a year because we are just that full. Um, so that's update number one. I know y'all have been on me for the past year to reopen, so it's definitely reopened. And again, that will be opening one out of maybe at most two for our entire year. So ladies, as soon as we drop applications go ahead and get your application in ASAP so that is update number one and update number two you ladies know that we love to host fundraisers giveaways and certain things like that throughout the year to pour back into our W Goal Getter scholarship fund in which we were actually able to reward a W Mincy of our national one-on-one mentorship program a few weeks ago a $500 scholarship because of you ladies and such a strong community that we have you ladies are always participating in our fundraisers and everything that we do to give back to our community, whether that's a scholarship, whether that's community service, and other ways. You guys are always super involved, and we love that about our community so much. So with that being said, we will be starting up our fundraisers for the year, in which we have some amazing, amazing, and fun things planned. Even though we're all, you know, at home due to lockdown, um, we still have some amazing and fun upcoming fundraisers coming up this year. So ladies, just be on the lookout, okay? So that's that is our last and final update. And if you guys want to stay updated with everything that we're doing as a company outside of our podcast, go ahead and subscribe to our website at womanblend.org. Okay, so those are all of our updates for this week. And moving on to our segment. So you ladies know we have segments as part of our podcast. We have a woman to watch of the week. And then we have an Ask Samani question of the week. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with our woman to watch of the week. So our woman to watch of the week is the amazing Nia the Lock God. That's what she goes by. We discovered her platform on social media. We discovered her on Twitter. You ladies know I've been on social media a lot lately, which I don't like, but hey, we're all at home. But her name is Nia the Lock God, and she went from being a hairstylist at 17 years old to owning a multi-million dollar hair care business at 20 years old, which she also named after herself, Nia the Lock God. Um, You ladies can find her online store on Shopify, but her story is inspiring to say the least. 
case, going from just being a hairstylist at 17 to being a multimillionaire at 20 years old, it's insane. So that is our woman to watch of the week. We love everything she's doing within her company, the way she gives back to her community, the same way that we do. And only at 20 years old, everything that she's accomplished thus far is just inspiring to say the least. So you ladies can go ahead and follow her on all social media platforms at Nia the Lock God. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, Nia the Lock God, on all social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, and so on and so forth. And you ladies can also be in the know of her business that is also at Nia the Lock God.shopify.com. So that is our Women to Watch of the Week. And we hope that you ladies support Nia as we will be doing right after this episode. So that is our Women to Watch of the Week. And moving on to our Ask Tamani question of the week. Our Ask Tamani question of the week this week is What are some of the biggest challenges in entrepreneurship? Woo, uh, that is a short but packed question. Um, when it comes to entrepreneurship, there are a lot of different challenges that you will face when it comes to embarking on the journey that is entrepreneurship. Um, one of the main things that nobody will tell you when it comes to embarking on this journey is that it is a never ending learning process, okay? You will never get to the point or Rarely, you'll get to the point where you have zero issues within your company. You're never not learning something. There's always something to learn, always something to improve on, always something to fix. And not a lot of people are built for that. So if you're a W boss newly embarking on this journey and you're going through certain challenges, know that, you know, it will get better over time. But, you know, it's a learning journey. So you should definitely look at it as that. But I would definitely say one of the biggest challenges probably when it comes to entrepreneurship in this day and age for a lot of you ladies it is probably comparison you ladies know that we talked about that a little bit last week there's nothing worse than comparing your year one to someone's year five and especially in this day and age of social media a lot of w bosses tend to compare their entrepreneurial journey to other women especially if they're in the same industry as them same business as them and it can be really easy to get caught up in oh my gosh why am i not booked and busy or why are my products not sold out or why am i not doing x y and z like this other business owner or I see X, Y, and Z on Instagram and Twitter popping. Why am I not popping? And it's very easy to get kind of caught in that loophole that social media has kind of placed us in as entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, excuse me, in this day and age. And it's really important to kind of just follow your own path, follow your own journey, and know that whatever God has for you specifically for you and that no one is you and that is your power. Never compare your entrepreneurial journey to other people because you never know what's going on behind the scenes. As I said a couple weeks ago on the podcast as well, some Somebody may look picture perfect on Instagram and Twitter, but you have absolutely no idea what their life is like when they close the app. So, and remember that you only see people's best moments on social media. Nobody posts their downfalls. Nobody posts, you know, the bad times that they're going through. So try not to compare yourself, especially if you're a new entrepreneur in this game. Definitely stay on your own journey, your own path, and just focus on you and what you're doing and how you can grow your company forward and definitely go at your own pace. So I would say in a short answer, that is probably one of the biggest challenges that a lot of entrepreneurs face of course there are a lot more challenges but that's probably the biggest one that I'm seeing a lot of W boss new W bosses in the business struggle with but you can defeat that by just trying to build your confidence or just building your confidence as a businesswoman and business owner and just focus on you and the things that you're doing instead of looking at other people because you will get a lot farther doing that 
Okay, so that is my answer for our Ask Tamani question this week. Thank you so much to the W Boss that asked me that question. If you ladies have any questions that you would like for me to answer or have the chance to be answered, um, go ahead and shoot an email to our company email at womanlin at gmail.com or you can shoot me a DM on social media at Tamani Lynn or you ladies can, as usual, shoot all of our questions or all of your questions to the WPod at gmail.com for our podcasting team to review. Okay, so that is it for our segments this week, and that is it for our Ask Samani question. Moving on into our topic. So you ladies might have noticed that we have a special W Boss guest this week. We have a special W Boss guest, and you ladies know that we have nothing but the best of the best W Bosses with each and every episode. And this W Boss is a native of Prince George's County, Maryland, by the way of New Orleans, Louisiana. She is a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and a trailblazing entrepreneur. Her brand Minked Out Extensions is a hair extensions company that specializes in offering quality hair extensions at an affordable price. Since the start of her journey into the hair industry, she has gained a notoriety and has gotten the approval of quality by many. She has been featured in Voyage ATL, Vogue, as well as numerous TV slash music media outlets. About all of her titles, her most favorite is being a mother. She is a new mom to a beautiful baby girl and says that she is the reason for it all currently when she's not building her empire she is hitting the books pursuing her phd in neurology at baylor university so please give a warm welcome to india ladies thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be on this podcast just to even be in the arena of other like-minded women entrepreneurs so this is super exciting thank you for having me Yes, you're so welcome. We are very excited to have you this week as we have a lot to talk about. So you ladies may notice that the topic of this week is generational wealth. Can you do it? And we thought that India, you'd be amazing for this topic as you know, we were talking about as you ladies can hear she has her hands in a lot. And she's kind of in the process of building her generational wealth, not only for her legacy, but also for her daughter. And I feel like it's very important for us as black women to kind of have the conversations necessary centered around generational wealth because as you ladies know from an ancestral standpoint this is something that in this new day and age we're first getting into I feel like a lot of us are starting companies and businesses we're building generational wealth and we're doing a lot of the things that past generations haven't been able to do just because of how far we've come in society in the social media day and age things are a lot faster to obtain than they you know once have been so we're definitely going to be hopping into that but before we hop into it give us everything love who is india where are you from tell us all about you before we hop into the topic of this week of building generational wealth and can you do it from the standpoint of being a young black woman absolutely so hello everyone again my name is india mason i am from prince george's county maryland i grew up in greenbelt maryland but i was born in new orleans louisiana um i have always had a passion for science and medicine And just recently, I've kind of stepped into the entrepreneurial realm after having my daughter, because again, like you said, generational wealth is pivotal and it's important. And so my whole purpose and my whole reason for going so hard and doing what I'm doing with my business today is so that my daughter is okay tomorrow and then her kids are okay the day after that. So I love the topic. I'm excited to be speaking on the topic. And I think that it's an important conversation that we don't have a lot, especially as black women. And I don't know if that's from, you know, stigmas or just 
lack of knowledge or even just lack of knowingness of, you know, I can do this. I can be wealthy. I can have a business that works for me. I don't have to go and work 40 hours for someone else. So again, I'm super excited to speak on the topic and I'm so blessed that you even, you know, considered me for this topic. Yes, absolutely. We will definitely be hopping into all of it this afternoon. And the fact that, you know, we were able to have a boss like you on the podcast is very important because building generational wealth is outside of you, right? When you first started, of course, it's about you. Oh, I want to build wealth for myself and a legacy for myself. But when you have family, i.e. like a daughter or children, it's even more important to do so, right? So we will definitely be hopping into it. So before we get get deeper into the topic what made you start your brand make down extensions in combination with obtaining your bachelor's and now in pursuing your phd okay so um i had my daughter in 2019 july 2019 at that time i was working full-time with atlanta public schools and i I was a full-time science teacher and so you know i'm just content with having weekends off, holidays off, and a guaranteed paycheck. But what I realized was that I was trading in my time for a paycheck, but not only was I trading in my time, I was missing pivotal moments in my daughter's life. So when she would start crawling, I would have to get a video from her dad at work. Or when she would do something for the first time, I I just wouldn't be there. And then coming home from work, I would also have schoolwork to complete. So not only am I tired from my eight hour day, now I have homework. And it's, it became very difficult to balance being a mom, a student, and a full-time employee. And I just kind of sat down one day because we went on quarantine in March. So March 2020, we were quarantined. And at that time, everything had moved to be completely virtual. So now I'm at home trying to give my students lessons and my daughter is like crawling up my leg or you'll hear her baby show in the background because she didn't understand like, okay, my mom's a teacher right now. You know, she's, she's not even one years old yet. So when she sees me at home, she sees mommy. She doesn't see India, the teacher. And so it just became really, really difficult. And I said, I need to create something that can generate revenue for me while being able to be a mom, be a mom all the way, 100%, and not compromise my studies. And so I've always kind of been interested in the beauty industry and hair and nails and kind of living in Atlanta contributes to that because, as you know, like Atlanta is kind of like the hair mecca. So anything new and innovative with hair, it all starts here. And so I said, you know, I want to start a hair extensions company. And of course your initial thoughts are it's oversaturated. Everybody sells hair. Don't start selling hair. It's not going to work. It's not going to be good. You have to do something else. And I suffered with a lot of self-doubt at first. And so actually the company itself didn't start until April 2020 because I spent the whole month of March battling my conscience and is this the right thing to do? And am I going to waste my time? And I don't have a whole lot of extra money to, to invest. So I need to do something that's going to give me a return, but give me a return quickly. And one day I just woke up and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to just see. And I came up with the logo. I came up with an Instagram page. And I just remember every day I would dedicate 30 minutes to Mink Out Extensions. 
Okay, so whether that's me going on my own social media pages and, hey, please follow my hair page. Hey, I'm starting a hair company. Please follow my hair page. And at that time, I didn't have any products. I didn't have any experience. I didn't have any marketing. I just knew that I wanted something different and I had to do something different to get it. And that's kind of how it started. And then it kind of just was like a snowball effect and it picked up really, really fast. And so I think that that moment when I woke up and decided that I wanted to do something different and I actually wanted something different was the moment that everything kind of shifted for me because I realized that if I can go and give someone else's dream and someone else's company 40 hours of my time, like I'm waking up every day at 7 a.m. I'm staying here for eight hours. I'm leaving at 4.15 p.m. And then when I go home, that's it. I can do that for myself. And so when I started to train my mind in that way, and when I started to really see things as obtainable, they started to come to me. So yeah, I can have that. Yeah, my business will reach 200 followers on Instagram, will reach 500 followers on Instagram, will reach 1,000 followers on Instagram. But it all just started with me wanting something different and wanting to be able to be as financially stable as I am as a teacher. I wanna have that same financial stability And I want to be able to be here for my daughter's moments. I don't want to miss anything. So that's kind of how it started. Yes, definitely that mindset change you were talking about is one of the biggest things that I feel like happens when you're embarking on that journey of starting your business and you're starting your brand. Because at first, you don't think generational wealth, right? You just think, okay, I want to do something different than what I'm already doing to kind of get me out of, right? That mindset of, okay, I'm waking up, giving 40 hours out of the week, 80 hours every two weeks out of my time to someone else's business and company when I could be doing this for myself. In the beginning, you're just like, you know what? I'm going to do this for myself. But as time goes on and you're seeing, you know, the progress of your company and you're seeing profit, you're like, oh, my God, this can be generational wealth. Right. And you definitely go through that mindset change at the beginning, ladies, especially when you're first starting your brand and your company. You might not have that mindset change yet. But ladies, definitely as the years go on and as you get more bookings or you start to see more profit, you will definitely start to tell yourself, oh, my God, this is real. This can actually be something. Right. So in saying that, India, we know that you have a very motivational and very inspirational personal brand. So how have you been able to impact women on a national level to chase their dreams as you've been able to chase yours? Honestly, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Because I'm just as inspired as I am or as I may come off as inspiring. What I mean by that is that every day I'm on Instagram, I see people running their businesses. I see people starting podcasts, you know, becoming homeowners, like all of that stuff is fuel for me as well. And so I, I always am making an effort to connect and network with those types of people because I, I believe that no one knows everything, right? So while I may have this company that you may feel is successful and you may feel like your company is not successful. I still think that I can learn from you. You know, I still know that there is something that you know that I don't know, that that you're an expert at that I'm not. And so when when we talk about like being inspiring, I think that you can only be as inspiring as you are inspired. And so you have to constantly be open to understanding that, okay, you know what? This may be good. My business may be doing well. I may be having great sales, but there's always someone that has a piece of knowledge that can be essential to me. So when 
talking to other women or just even networking with other women, I'm like a sponge because I know that I can absorb something that you may have that may help my business, just like you may absorb something from me that may help your business. So I think it's kind of like give and take, right? Like being inspired, being an inspiration, you have to be just as inspired as you are an inspiration. So it's to me, it's, it's that whole give and take type of thing. Definitely a give and take situation. Um, I definitely say when you're embarking on that new journey of starting a brand and a business, ladies, definitely try to surround yourself with women who are just as motivational, just as empowering, just as inspiring as you. You ladies know that I'm very, very big on that down to, you know, even the people you follow on social media that could have a huge impact on what you think and view about yourself and your surroundings and just your overall mindset. So ladies, once you begin to embark on this journey, of entrepreneurship and building generational wealth and becoming you know your highest self as a boss definitely look at your surroundings and try to surround yourself with women who are just as motivational empowering inspirational as you and definitely try to change your surroundings as much as possible especially when it comes to social media as well so I definitely agree with that India so let's go ahead and hop into the topic generational wealth can you do it so India before we hop into it a little bit more in depth what is your definition of creating generational wealth as a black woman being that everyone has different definitions so for me generational wealth is just the ability to have opportunities so what I mean by that is I didn't grow up with a whole lot of money like my parents were not well off by any stretch of the imagination but we weren't like struggling but with that I didn't really have a lot of options so my goals were okay I'm good at school I know I like money, so I'm going to major or I'm going to put my focus in a in a subject that I know will get me a good career that I can make a lot of money. And for me, I, I don't want my daughter to have to think that way. So my mind was very limited. I never thought about being an entrepreneur because who has time to invest money in something that might not work, right? Mm-hmm. Like who has time to think about anything else other than something that I know for sure is going to work for me. And generational wealth for me means that when my daughter is 16 and 17 and 18, she's doing what she wants to do, not what she feels like she has to do because she she's looking at this end goal. Like I was worried about making money. I wasn't worried about a passion. I wasn't worried about starting a business. I wasn't worried about thinking about anything else but making money because I grew up wanting things that my parents couldn't afford for me. Or I grew up, you know, my parents couldn't pay for school out of pocket for me. So that meant I either needed to have a scholarship academically or athletically. And I want different from my daughter in that I want her to be able to have the freedom to choose. Okay, I want to go to school and pursue medicine. Oh, I want to start my own clothing boutique. I want to travel the world before I go to college because I want experience and culture. These are things that I want to be obtainable for her without even having to think twice. I don't even want her to know FAFSA financial aid. Like, that's not the goal. Because when you think about it, these are all tactics And when we talk about systematic racism and systematic oppression and systems that are broken, most students that are African-American or minorities are the students that are taking out these huge loans to pursue their education in hopes of getting a career that will help them sustain for their family. But they're always going to be behind because you owe $80,000 to the government, right? So these are all systems that I want to break for her. So to me, 
generational wealth is the ability to have the opportunity to do whatever it is that you want to do with no financial constraints, restraints, or, you know, things that are just, I don't want her to think that there's anything that she can't do. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that she wants to do, I don't want it to be an issue monetarily for her to do those things. So for me, that's generational wealth. And having a daughter, how important do you think it is for us as women to set the standard and be the role model for young girls behind us in building that generational wealth? It's absolutely important, especially with social media, right? So there are going to be things that my daughter is going to see that I can't protect her from. There will be things and images and social restraints that she's going to encounter just because of the time that we're in right now. Like, just because of how quick the internet goes and just because of how quick things are posted and so it's important for me to show her what is the right way because when she's on social media or when she's you know talking to people that may have grown up differently than her she's going to know the right way and I don't want her to you know never not know and so it's extremely important for me as her mother to set that example set that role model and lay that foundation so that there's no you know confusion because I mean it's extremely confusing especially now in today's age even me as you know 24 years old sometimes I see stuff on the internet and it's things that maybe my parents didn't tell me or teach me and I'm like okay is that right you know so Mm -hmm. it's extremely important and I always 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 make sure that I never underestimate the importance of the role model that I'm setting for her because I understand that this is going to be something that even though she's one right now she's seeing me and this is what I'm making normalized in her life and I don't ever want her to have to you know be parented off of the internet because I didn't teach her those things or I didn't show her those things or I didn't guide her and let her know the right way to do things did anyone inspire you to create your wealth or did it start with you honestly I didn't grow up thinking I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to create generational wealth. I grew up thinking I want to have a job so that I can have a house and pay my bills and have a nice car. And that was kind of it. So this whole thing of this whole idea of generational wealth and wanting to have wealth past me, it's, it's relatively new. And I'll be transparent in that because I didn't grow up seeing that. So these are all things that now I'm teaching myself and I'm I'm learning myself so that I can break my family cycles. So to answer your question, it's all relatively new for me. Like it's, it's new for me and it's new for me as just, you know, a young lady. It's new for me as a mother because this I wasn't taught that at all. Definitely. And sometimes when you're the first person in your family to break those generational curses and to be the first one to start building a legacy, to build generational wealth, sometimes it can be difficult. Sometimes it can be challenging. Sometimes you'll feel as though no one in your family is going to be able to relate to you on the journey you're going on because they've never had to do it before. So in saying that and going through those challenges, where did your courage come from in being a businesswoman to keep going and building a legacy for yourself and for your daughter? because I'm pretty sure you face some challenges. So what are some challenges you face in building that generational wealth for yourself and your daughter? Absolutely. So again, like with social media, right? It's everything has to be new. I want a new car. I want a new bag. I want a Chanel. I want this. I want that. Ooh, I want this comparison child. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so I'm looking at my bank account and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I want to go buy that. 
I could definitely go by that. But that's me superficially, right? So there's always a split second between, and this is real life, y'all. Like, there's a split second for me between, okay, should I go pay 5K for this Chanel bag? Like, no, it's really cute, right? I do want it so bad, and now I'm at a place where I can afford it. Do I treat myself? You know what? No. No, because that's $5,000 that I can use to help me make another $5,000. And then that $5,000 can turn to $10,000, and I can put $6,000 of it away from my daughter. Mm. So instead of that purse sitting in my closet... I can flip that $5,000 and make it something else. And so it's a it's a constant battle every single day because you see these things and you're like, okay, I can get those. Like, I can buy that. You know, like, Definitely. I want it. I can do it. But then what? You buy it, then what? You know what I mean? Like, I buy it. I have it. I take a picture on Instagram with it. And now what? You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it does nothing for me. And it... And not only does it not do anything for me, I just took $5,000 out of my daughter's trust fund. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like, I I have to constantly, every day, because I mean, I like fly stuff. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I like to shop. I like to travel. I like to do all these things. So it's really me versus me in that aspect. Like, no, you don't need that right now. You don't have to pay for that right now. Because truthfully, if you invest it the right way, 10 years from now, you can have however many Chanel's you want, but don't spend the money that you're using to build to flex because that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. those are some challenges that I face and again, like you said, just social pressures in general. Like, I want the fastest car, I want the newest car, I want the best car, I can afford it, why not? Well, because... Yeah, you can afford it, but at what cost? You're building an empire right now. You're trying to build your brand. You're trying to build your business. Why do you need to be driving around in a $70,000 car? That doesn't make sense. Mm. You know what I mean? When that $70,000 could buy you a building that you can make more money out of. You know? So it's like, those are kind of, that, that's me being transparent. Like, those, that's that's me every day. Because every day I'm on Farfetch. Every day I'm on these sites. <laughs> Child, yes, at what cost? That's my <laughs> favorite thing that you've said. At what cost? I want you ladies to ask yourself that and listen to this episode. You may want that Chanel bag. Okay, it's 5K. At what cost? When you get that Chanel bag, okay, it's going to look cute for the first couple years, but then you'll look at it. And a lot of these things depreciate over time. Let's talk about that. A lot of these things that we want depreciate greatly over time. And we want these things because they're superficial. You may see everyone else has it. You may think that the people who have these things are at a higher level than you, which makes you want these things. Let's talk about it. And it makes you want things that you really don't need. And you should not be spending your legacy on superficial needs when you can easily flip that and make it double right which is exactly Exactly. what india was saying and in going through those challenges india what is one thing that you were able to learn and take away from that a debbie boss listen could probably gain from in you sharing oh wow i have a great example um so when i started in god extensions it was when we were doing that it was during the pandemic and um I got my stimulus check and I was like, oh, a free twelve hundred. I'm going shopping. Actually, no, we're not going shopping. We're going on a trip. Actually, no. You know what? I'm not going to go on a trip. I'm about just thinking of everything that I can spend this money on because to me, I didn't work for it, which actually was just ridiculous mm-hmm. because this is America. So I, I, I worked for it. But I just said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use it to do a promo shoot for me out. I'm going to use it to get my website built. I'm going to use it to, you know, do marketing. And 
that's what I did. And it hasn't even been a year yet with my business. And had I spent that $1,200 on shoes or a bag or a trip, I, I don't think I would be here where I am today with my business. And so that for me was enough lesson in itself because I lived through that. And I actually had to make that decision and I regretted it. Like maybe two weeks after I regretted it, invested it in the bit because I'm like, what? That, that was dumb. Like, <laughs> why would I spend this money? Now the shoes are sold. That pairs of shoes, but I don't want to. You know what I mean? Because I had to go through that kind of transition. It's a almost like when working when I I can't speak for every entrepreneur but I know that I can speak for myself and the money that I make now on my own I have so much more value for it because it means so much more to me than the money that I was receiving on my paycheck and I don't know why that is I don't know where that comes from it's just that now I'm actually doing the legwork for this money now I'm the one that's you know over the company now so it just means a little bit more to me it just it, it just hits like a little bit different and so to answer your question that time where I got that in my head what I guess if I, I was thinking that it was free money I had to t- I had to have a come to Jesus moment with myself and say, okay, it's not free money. You have a goal. And it was just difficult to even see the vision at that time because I had just started the company a month prior, which was, you know, and then I got my stimulus check sometime in May. And I'm like, look at you investing $1,200 into this business that you don't even know is going to work. And that's so crazy. You could have went to the Dominican Republic. Like <laughs> that's, that doesn't make any sense. And if I could go back and talk to that girl that was telling me myself, spend this money on a trip, I would look at her in her face and say, no, that doesn't make sense. And that, so that for me was a time that, you know, I had to make that decision and kind of, okay, what do you want? Like, what's it going to be? You're going to dedicate this to this business? Do you believe in this business? Do you think it's going to work? Or you want to go flex for Instagram, like your shoes. Exactly. And when you're embarking on that new journey, you will definitely face challenges, ladies. You will face really hard times and you will have challenges like that when you're trying to decide, you know, should I spend this money on something that I really want or should I spend this money on investing and turning it to something that I really need later on down the line, right? And in going through that journey of building your brand and building your focus when it comes to generational wealth and building your legacy as a woman, you will go through two main things and it's two main things you need to focus on when building generational wealth and elevating as a businesswoman and a boss, where you've come from and where you're going. Again, I'm going to say that two main things to focus on when you're building your generational wealth and elevating. You need to think about where you've come from and where you are going. When you embark on this new journey of elevating as a boss and becoming a businesswoman and stepping into that new level as a woman and, you know, stepping into that new generation, especially if you haven't seen examples of that in your family and past generations, you will definitely have to think about where you're coming from and where you're going. And it's really important for you to think about you know, having hard times, like India was saying, when you have opportunities, like say increased money flow and, you know, certain things happening, you really have to think about, okay, I have to look at where I'm going and I have to look at how much work I have to put in and how focused I have to be to get to where I need to be, to make sure that, you know, I won't have to lift a finger later on down the line. And my children won't have to lift a finger. Ladies, you will go through challenges. You will go through self-doubt. You will go through, oh my God, I don't think I can do this anymore. What have I got myself into? If you don't have, 
have questions like that to yourself, then you're not doing something right. But you definitely need to think about each and every day where you're going. You need to have a clear view of what your end goal is and you need to fight towards that because it's nothing better than putting in years and years and years of work and seeing the fruits of your labor versus you staying at that job. You putting in 80 hours to get nothing back. You clocking in day in and day out and not even putting anything towards your brand for those years versus if you put in, say, that six months of work, that one year of work that you needed to start your brand and now you have a million dollar company. As we were talking about the woman to watch of the week, she went from being a hairstylist at 17 years old to being a multimillionaire at 20 years old. Do you ladies think she was able to do that by, you know, compartmentalizing her mind to thinking, you know, probably in her family and previous generations, oh, I have to work in order to attain wealth or I have to work in order to attain money. No, she probably took that leap of faith that was needed to start that brand, to start that business. And it all comes down to a mindset change of having a clear view of where you're going. What's your take on that, India? I definitely agree. Like, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't have a clear destination, a clear endpoint, how are you going to know how to get there? And I think that just like what you said, you have a starting point. And sometimes we don't always get to choose our starting points. Actually, we really never really get to choose our starting points because life comes at us in different, you know, ways. And we all experience things and we all come from different things. But you can have control of where it is that you want to end up. And I think that it's important to be vigilant and be steadfast and be clear and direct with what it is you want so that you may not know how you're going to get there. Like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I don't know how to, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know that that's where I want to go because as long as I have that ending point, I can keep looking forward, right? I can keep my head straight. If I don't know where I'm going, I'm looking left, I'm looking right, I'm easily influenced. I Mm. am easy to quit. I'm easy to stop trying because I don't have a goal. I don't have an ending point. I don't know what this means for me. And so just like you said, it's extremely important to have a destination. And, And even if you don't feel like it's obtainable, dream as big as you can because there's my favorite saying is shoot for the moon and even if you miss you'll land on the stars and that is so true because if you're giving a hundred percent if you're waking up every day and saying I may not have control of my situation I may not be able to control the hands that I was dealt I may not be able to chose how I grew up how I was parented but I can control where I'm going and I can't control how I'm going to, you know, maneuver to get there because the road getting there, it's not going to be a straight shot. It almost never is. Right. Because if it was that easy, everybody would be whatever it is that they want it to be. But as long as you have that ending point, the things that you're going to go through and, and get through, you're going to only be able to get through them because you have an understanding of where it is that you're trying to end up. If you don't know that, there's no way that you can. You know what I mean? You you. You'll choose, you'll, you may settle for things, dif- you may settle for something else that you actually didn't want. Why? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't really even know where you wanted to go. But if you know, then it's, it's a non-negotiable. I want to be a millionaire. I'm not stopping at thousandaire. I'm not stopping at comfortable. I'm not stopping at rich. I'm not stopping at bills are paid. No, I want to be a millionaire. So that's where I'm going to go. And I'm going to keep going until I get there. And it's important to have that. It's important because we live in a time where distractions are, are wow. Like we live in a time where 
there are so many roadblocks. There are so many detours. There are so many, okay, your car may break down. You may have to stop and sit at this place for a second. But that doesn't change the vision. That doesn't change where I'm going. That doesn't change what I'm doing to get to where I'm going. And every day my steps may be different. I may have 10 big steps today and two small steps tomorrow, but I'm still going forward. I may have five big steps and then I may step back two times, but the goal is still the same. So I definitely agree with you in that. Have a starting point. You may not be able to control that. We all know that. But your ending point and where you want to end up is totally your reign. You can you can completely control that. So you have to know what that is. And that looks different for everybody. But I agree with you when you say that, because I definitely think that that's important. Yes, I love that. Even if you take 10 steps forward, you will have two steps back. Even if you take five steps, sometimes you take two steps back as well. But the end goal is the same. I love that. I love that. My last question for you, love, what are the top three things that can hinder a W boss in making those necessary mindset shifts to conquer that new level of generational wealth building? And how can they overcome that? Okay, so the number one thing that I think will hinder anybody is themselves. Nobody can stop you but you. So it doesn't matter what someone says to you. It doesn't matter what company you get fired from, what job you no longer can work at. The only person that will stop that car from moving, stop that ship from going is you because you're the only you're the captain of your own ship. So I had to learn that myself because at the end of the day, every night, every at the end of every month and every week, you look at yourself in the mirror and it's you. Right. So number one, be an advocate for yourself. Life is already hard. Don't make it harder on yourself by being hard on yourself. You always have to be your biggest cheerleader. You always have to be your biggest advocate. You always have to be your biggest support system because nobody's going to support you as much as you do. Why should they? It's your vision. It's your dream. Nobody's going to pour into you like you can. Why should they? They work in their own dream. So number one, that can hinder you. Self-love is important. Self-love is the key to anything successful that you're going to do because you love yourself enough to wake up every day and dedicate yourself to what you want to do because you know where you want to be. And you're putting in this work so that the person 10 years after you, right, which is for me, it'll be my 34-year-old self, can look back at my 24-year-old self and tell her thank you because it's that self-love, right? Number two, social groups. Social groups are extremely important. You need friends that are going to pour into you. You need friends that are going to hold you accountable, period. Like, you can't be successful with yes people around you, people that are always telling you yes, because the world is cruel, right? And things are going to happen in life, things are going to happen in business that if you don't know how to have solid friends, if you don't know how to have a solid support group, it's going to be extremely hard for you to maneuver through those things. Now, I know I said, number one, people don't owe you anything, but having a strong support system is important. Number three, I would just say distractions can definitely hinder you. And I know that I might strike a lot of nerves when I say this, but sometimes men can be distractions Ooh, because <laughs> they don't see your vision. They see you in the now. They see you as she's cute. She's funny. She's thick. She got money. She got a business. No, ma'am. <laughs> like I, because what you see me as right now is just the beginning. Right. I'm trying to become something else. So if you're not holding me down, then you're holding me up. 
and I can't do it. You know what I mean? Because I owe it to myself to have the best people around me. And a lot of times, if he doesn't have a goal, if he doesn't have a dream, if he doesn't have a vision, what can you learn from him? And I'm really big on soul ties and soul exchanges. So when you speak about relationships and things like that, it's extremely important to understand and protect your peace and only allow people around you that can contribute to you and not take out because entrepreneurship is hard. Generational wealth is hard. It takes focus. It takes consistency. It takes determination. So you need friends. You need partners. You need people around you that understand the journey that you're on. And Sometimes they don't know no better. They're not trying to distract you. They're not trying to stop you from doing what you're trying to do. They just being them. And a lot of times that's not enough. <laughs> so those are the three things that I would say. The only the three things that I think can hinder you on this road to generational wealth is yourself, your support group and relationships, I think. And I mean, and just where they can be hindering those, they can also be very helpful. So I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I'm just like anti-male, anti <laughs> but just make sure that in whatever you choose, whoever you choose, understand that you are the prize, you are the gym, you are it, you are that girl, you know, and you got to move like that because when you move like that, people treat you like that, the universe responds to that. And so that, that would be those three for me. Yes, I loved that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Again, ladies, focus on self-love. Make sure you have the right people around you and steer away from negative relationships that could be holding you up if they're not holding you down. Okay. All right. So in closing, what's next for yourself and your brand love? And where can I ladies when listening find you as far as your website, socials, et cetera, et cetera? Okay, so what's next for me, Thou? We have a billboard being posted today. Oh, um, my God, wow. We're super, super, super exciting. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Minked Out Extensions. That's M-I-N-K-D-E-O-U-T, Extensions. Um, the website is www.minked.com. Um, my personal Instagram is at Noel. so that's I-N-D-I-N-O-E-L-L-E. And so 2021, we have a lot of big things coming, a lot, a lot of really big things coming from me. I'm super excited, super thankful, super blessed for all the support that I've received thus far. Um, we offer wholesale, so wholesale and mentoring. So if it's any young ladies that are listening to this podcast that want to get into the hair industry on their own or start their own business or even just want to talk about entrepreneurship, I'm open to that. So reach out to me. Don't be strangers. And again, thank you so much for having me. This was such a great podcast to be on because I think that you're doing such a great thing, just even empowering women and having a platform where women can come on and talk to other women. I think it's just amazing. So I'm leaving here feeling very inspired. And I just want to say thank you again for even having me and big shout out to Women of Lynn. Really big shout out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for all your kind words, India. As you ladies know, we love everything India is doing. Definitely connect with her after this episode airs. We love everything she's doing and we hope you ladies can be a part of her journey as she grows into building that generational wealth for herself and her daughter as well. And we will be on the lookout for that billboard. Yes. Love it. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, ladies. Thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to yet another episode on the Woman Podcast. 
You ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Radio, and we will soon be coming to Anchor. Soon come. So you ladies can tune in on any podcasting platform there is. We are on. You ladies can tune in next week to hear me with a special guest. Peace, ladies. Have a safe weekend.